off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to John about the G-Men. Didn't put together a special intro because it was a disappointing week for the Giants, not only on the field, I mean, not only just the score and the loss itself, the loss of Saquon, Danny Holiday, Daniel Jones, already didn't have Shep. It's just everywhere. Everyone's gone. Everyone's getting hurt. And I mean, I mean, you can't be too too upset with the loss because it was ten ten, and then Daniel Jones got hurt, and then everything spiraled out of control. So I mean, they were competitive when Daniel Jones was in there, but I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot to take away when half your team's injured. But uh, what do you think of the game, Joe? Well, yeah, I mean, it was to the point of ridiculous. Kenny Galladay obviously also knocked out of this one, killed me in one of my fantasy leagues, so that was great. That ridiculous throw to Saquon where he sprained his ankle, uh, I mean, the whole thing was regrettable. Daniel Jones... I don't know. I love when he scrambles. I hate the end of all of his scrambles. I mean, he's like an idiot. Uh, can, can can they practice him ending a scramble where he doesn't either fumble or get his head knocked in? Can this um, guy slide? How, I mean, like, how hard he, is that? He, he can't slide in that situation. He has to go head first. You need a touchdown. He can't slide. You lose yards slide. if he slides. He, can he can't. Slide. He can. From the one-yard line? He's, he yeah. loses yards. Nah, You're rolling sure. out. It's a, not worth it. Not worth it. Giants aren't a good enough team to lose their starting quarterback, and I think Daniel Jones needs to recognize how important he is to being there. We joked a lot about Mike Lennon last year. It's terrible. 
terrible quarterback. The, the idea the Giants went into this season with that guy as their backup after the disaster that was Colt McCoy last year. Why? Why? No. There, yeah, there, there's better guys out there. There's better guys out there that, that could hold your clipboard and jump in that might want an opportunity to resurrect a career. There's guys out there that are way better than Mike Glennon. This team's in big trouble. Daniel Jones might play this week. We saw injured Daniel Jones last year. Awful. I don't want Saquon back there as, as a half-hearted decoy. Useless. No. I, I I don't know what the, I don't know what this this team's in big trouble. Like I said last week, I I got a feeling that 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 Bears pick is going to be a hot like a hot like a. Twenties, and our pick's going to be the top five. This team's in big trouble right now. They really got to get it together. I mean, still can't com- can't com- they can't complete a pass or or convert on third down. They play like a bad team on third down, and when they're on defense, they're a bad team on third down. They don't convert and they can't stop people on third down. That's why. You're one in five. And that's why it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed the injuries. I mean, we. And the Blake Martinez thing is so huge. I mean, my goodness. You know, I I was talking on Keys of the City on Monday about um, Trey Crowder and and, uh, Ragland. I mean, they look confused a couple of times out there. They, they looked confused, and I give Trey Crowder a lot of credit for going in there and calling that defense, but there was a couple of times where, I don't know, he, he looked like he was a little bit lost, and, and, and it resulted in big plays. That's a big, giant loss for them. I mean, not only is, is Blake Martinez the leader of this defense, and one of the best middle linebackers in the league, and, and, and you're, yeah. you're, that's a huge loss. You take Saquon, Galladay, um, Jones, Kadarius Tony apparently uh, is is a little banged up too. None of those guys. Yeah. You're, you're, the you're, entire what offense. Chance, what chance yeah. do you have? And here's the worst part: offensive line's playing pretty great. Yeah, they're getting he, the job done. No sacks again. Even without Andrew Thomas, which was wild. But I do think one under the radar, like miss for the Giants, Jabril Peppers getting injured. I think that's a lot bigger and a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about because he was a captain of that defense. I, I think once he gets healthy, he might be able to change some stuff. Uh, but, yeah, the Blake Martinez one was big. Uh, it's just all about getting healthy now. And right now, especially with the one and four start, I mean, the, this is a tank for Tibbs time, in my opinion. But Oh, my God. It's just hard, Zay. You guys kill me with this every year. Here we go again. You realize last year we were in the same position in the same game at the same point in the season. I hate to break this to you. And we still ended up turning it around and almost winning the division. And Joe sounded just as funeralistic last year as he did this year. Come on, people, pay attention. The Giants aren't that bad. I'm more worried about the Cowboys, if anything. You're talking about Mike Glennon. They came in 
and he looked like he is a crappy quarterback. And guess what? He was still able to move the ball down the field. He was still able to put the Giants in positions to score a couple of times, and they probably missed a couple of opportunities, which he obviously threw the interception a little early. That could have been another scoring drive. He got down there again. He had the the, um, the issue where they had the three and out, and then they could have, and then they had the touchdown that one last drive. So it could have been if Daniel Jones had stayed in the game. I agree with you, Jace. It could have been a game like it was. But Mike Glennon becoming in there and showing that we still have something with all these injured players, I'm not too worried about the Giants at all. Like I said, the defense was junk last year until this week, and then all of a sudden they flipped the switch and became a top-10 defense in the league. So these things happen. It takes time. My biggest fear is if the Giants season continues this way and they decide to part ways with Joe Judge, they're not going to look far for their next coach. He's sitting in the room with them. I know you guys disagree with me. But the Giants will put Jason Garrett as his coach. You can make that face all you want. They will do it. And no, they won't. Turn position in the beginning, and then they will move him into it and use it as an excuse to save money and, and get places, you know, fill positions elsewhere. We've seen Gettleman do it before, and this is just the same thing going ha- going to happen all over again. Pay attention to what's going on. If the Giants don't turn this around, that will be Jason Garrett's team. That's the biggest fear. But I will. I do have belief the Giants will turn it around. I over-talked and said they went by two touchdowns last week. I was going off of the hype, but that's what you're supposed to do as a Giants fan. But again, pray they turn it around. <laughs> if JoJo gets fired, though, Gettleman's out the door, too. It's, it's not going to be his decision. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure on that, neither. Again, you're talking about Gettleman really hasn't brought terrible talent to this team. It hasn't been a, ter- a talent issue with the team. It's been keeping talent on the field for the most part, but it hasn't been a talent issue. He's brought pretty good talent to the team. Even when he brought over Williams, nobody wanted him last year. He ended up being one of the best, you know, linemen we have. So he's not going anywhere. He he brings talent. You're more worried about the Cowboys. Explain explain what that means. I'm more worried for the Cowboys. Cowboys, Their record to show for is is terrible. If the Giants can bring in a second unit and score on the Cowboys, who's supposed to be a Super Bowl contending team, I don't uh, No, You're not. You're not a Super Bowl contending team when our garbage can go out there and still basically compete and still play a game with you. That's what scares me. And, I, and I've always said the Cowboys are always going to fall for cliff like they always do. They're the best team in the worst division. They haven't won a championship in 30 years, and it's going to continue to keep going down that same path. So I'm not too worried about the Cowboys. They will fall off this cliff. I'm more worried about the Cowboys, like I said, than the Giants. We've seen the Giants numerous times, slow starts, find a way to come in the middle, and then that's when they get to the point where either they're going to push it through or they're going to fall off. And that's always been the Giants. But as far as the Cowboys, I'm waiting for the cliff to fall off. It's coming. I'm waiting for the cliff to go fall off. I'm, I'm telling you it's coming. This is different. This, I mean, Dak's here all year long. They're going to be a contender, I think. I think they're just pulling away. Uh, explain it. Yeah, and right this here. was I, – I wish – I want to be with you, Zay. I want to. Yo, I don't I'm like I'm going over history effects. Since 1995, they haven't shown me that it's ever going to change. They haven't shown me that. So okay. I'm going to continue to go over that. All right. That's 1995. We're in 2021 now. What is that? Welcome on, welcoming on Trevor Keys. <laughs> now, Trevor, who's going to get fired first? Jason Garrett or Joe Judge? Well, Joe Judge, I don't think Joe Judge is going to get fired. I, I it, Look, what happened on Sunday is just – it's unfortunate. Like you can't blame you can't blame Jason Garrett. You can't blame Joe Judge for Saquon Barkley going down or Daniel Jones having a concussion or Kenny Galladay getting hurt. Like that was just you knew the game was over. It was just 
you take the loss and you move on from it and you learn from it and you try to do whatever you can to survive right now. The Giants are in a tough situation. The schedule's not getting any better and you just lost your three top weapons. I don't expect Jones to play this week and I wouldn't bring him back yet. Saquon's going to be out for at least a month or so. Galladay might be out for a couple weeks. And your left tackle, who's been playing at an all-pro level, was out too. So it was it – was, I guess it was a demise from the start for the Giants. So I'm not blaming Jones. I'm not blaming Jason Garrett for Sunday. Dallas is just in another level right now. They should run away in the NFC East. And this is feels like a different team. I know – look – I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I root for Russia over the Dallas Cowboys. But this team seems different. <laughs> and that's serious. I hate everything about the Dallas Cowboys. But they are legit. They are a legit team. Dak looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Zeke, they're getting that running attack going. And when that running attack is lethal with Tony Pollard and him, that's a scary combination. And we've seen it before in the past. The reason why I would say they have a legit chance too, yes, their defense isn't like outstanding. But it's vastly improved. You got studs in the back end of that defense led by Trayvon Diggs, who looks like a legit bona fide star for the next 10 to 12 years as corner. Micah Parsons, boy. Oh, they repeated it. Oh, Lord. Go ahead. I'm I'm waiting for you. I want to hear you continue. He beat him like a drum or route. He was beating Diggs on Okay, okay, congratulations. That's great. But he's terrible. All right. So you still got a nose for the ball. He's leading the league in interceptions. So you're still not going to – you don't give him any credit. He's leading the league in interceptions. Okay, he got a couple of – throw balls thrown his way early. That's okay. I'm, 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 it doesn't make okay, sense. Zay, what nonsense are you going to spew this Because we should have a segment called he's not that great, nonsense. He's not. Y'all, y'all throwing him up there like he's some. Okay, all right. I'm not all right. saying. Exactly. I'm not saying nothing. Not In saying December, that. when the Cowboys fall off that cliff, come back on the show. Then I'll let. Then I'll go what on. What I There's guess what? Guess what? They're still going to win the NFC East comfortably. I can't even say that. I can never. I can never say any team can win the NFC comfortably. I'll never say that any team can I win the, the NFC, NFC East. Comfortably. I didn't say the NFC. I will never see NFC East. I will never say any team can win that. Who do you, who do you think is going to contend with the Cowboys? Please, t- East, please uh, tell me. Enlighten me. Give bro, me something. again. This division is. It's funny like that. You don't know it till the end. I swear I thought the Giants were going to run away with the division last year. I swear I thought the Giants were going to run away with the division last year. The Redskins weren't that great. The Cowboys didn't have anybody. And the Eagles were Redskins. Uh, Excuse me, the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? I swear I thought the Giants were going to run away with the division last year. It's it's not going to happen. This division doesn't do that. This division is tricky. It plays games on us. Just then who's gonna who's gonna be that one to knock him off? Then I want to ask a question. I, I, who, who's uh, Anthony Price? That, Cowboys I, I, never really played anybody good. They beat the LA Chargers. I mean, they they they've ta- they played the they should have beat the Buccaneers in Week One if their kicker makes can makes an extra point or a field goal. The I mean, they were the better team impressive, against bro. the Buccaneers. They should they be realistically look, six and zero right now. Uh, just yeah, like the Chiefs, the Buccaneers haven't looked that impressive. Yeah, they're six but and zero. They they Anthony Price, I don't know what you're watching either. Then because they've beaten some solid, solid opponents so far early on in the season. Yeah, I feel like you're just saying every team in the NFL isn't impressive today. Yeah, who, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said the six and I said they don't look impressive. Just like the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't look impressive. The, the Chiefs are. I agree uh, with that one. They don't I look agree impressive. I wouldn't say the Buster Cowboys another, don't look impressive. In my opinion, but they still uh, the Chiefs are still up there as a contender. You People probably, you probably contender. think the Broncos are impressive, right? Because Teddy no, Bridgewater is. I think no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I said I said I said in the beginning I don't. I, but I did think Teddy Bridgewater could take them to the playoffs. I don't think they, they're uh, they're a Super Bowl contender, but I do believe he's a solid enough quarterback to take them to the playoffs. So who do you? And think by the way, that's his best bet and his lock of the week. Yeah, Teddy of and 
the bra. I'm just playing. Who do you think? I'm who do you think? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Say no. Bro, listen, who has, um, who has been? Hold on, I want to say who has been impressive to you then this year? No, two I, years ago. I mean, Jameis Winston has looked impressive to me. I, he's had his up and down. He's had his ups and downs. God. Again, oh my God. he has ups and downs, but he's oh looked God. very again. He's looked impressive. This is a, I'm I'm judging the guy on his first year in a real stable situation. This is a situation where it's not hectic like Tampa. Tampa was a little eerie. This is his first stable year. His not, first, so I can't judge it too hard. But from what I'm not I'm talking about a player, I'm talking about a what team. I've seen now, I've seen dramatic improvement. So I am impressed by that. That's what I am saying. I'm not saying he's. I'm talking about. I want to get MVP. I'm talking about a team. Who's been impressive to you as a team, not a player? Who's been impressive to me as a team? I don't know. I think obviously a lot of teams have been starting off slow out the game. I'm gonna be honest. I thought the Bills. You gotta understand. Just because your record is good doesn't mean your team has been playing impressive. You could just be lucking out in games. The Giants could be. So the Bills have been lucking out. Easily be four and one and still not look impressive. And, and, I'm, I'm, I'm making you're making a face. They should have beat the Broncos. There's no reason they should have. They should have beat Atlanta, and they lost on a field goal, which wasn't an offside. So the Giants could easily be four and one. And again, they don't look impressive, even if they were four. You, and you one. know what? To, let me speak to Zay's point for a minute. You're right. The Giants could be four and one, and they would still have the same flaws. They it's, would still have the same impressive. problem. You're exactly right. Look, they, this, they, like I said earlier. They 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 still they still lose a time of possession battle every game. That happens yeah. every game. They still don't convert on third down, and they don't stop anybody on third down. So whether they're one in five or I mean whatever the record is, they still would have the same problems. You know what I'm saying? And and with these injuries again, it just compounds things. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I get what you're saying, Zay, to a point. What I'm saying is your record doesn't necessarily mean your team is playing impressive. Correct. The Giants, again, are a team – I've said it many times. They deal with bad luck. They're not a bad team. No, listen, bad luck. <laughs> you, you guys might recall from week 15 right through the Super Bowl, I said I didn't like the way the Chiefs looked. I saw a lot of flaws in the Chiefs, and they got to the Super Bowl, and then they got lit up and exposed, and it's been a rough start. I was very concerned about that team. You know, try to revamp an offensive line. Defense has gotten progressively worse. That backfield's really never been settled for for the Chiefs. And Mahomes is is uh, he? You know, as great as he is, he's only a human being. He he's not he's not magic. I know he throws the ball underhand and behind his whatever. He's a human being, and he can only do so much. And if if they look, every team's got the same problems. I was laughing on Monday. ESPN acted like Lamar Jackson is now the greatest passing quarterback of all time. And he had a great game. But let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. Despite that one great passing game, you're still a little concerned about Lamar throwing the football. And let me remind everybody, let me remind everybody, the only reason he threw the ball that much was because they were getting destroyed. And, and he had to throw the ball. And he's fortunate that, that Hollywood Brown and, and Mark Andrews had huge games because, see, the ESPN was spinning it that he made them have great games. And, and I would say if he didn't have that the good talent around him, he gets Bateman back, things are only going to get better there. They, they gave the excuse of the running backs, the defense, all the same problems Daniel Jones has. All the same problems and issues Jones has. Lamar has, but despite Daniel Jones having a similar passing game, 
last week to what Lamar did this past week treated completely different. I like Lamar Jackson. He's great. I still say he's suspect throwing the football week to week. So I don't listen. One game doesn't make a season. Six games don't make a season, Zay. You're right. This is a weird division. Weird stuff happens. Just when, remember a couple years ago when the Eagles just could not give this thing away fast enough? They had the division and they were like, we're going to figure out how to make someone else win it. This is a weird division. Teams usually get within a game like they can clinch three games to go and they somehow find a way of not doing it. So, as far as the Giants turning it around to where Zay thinks they'll contend, that's not happening. Uh, Washington doesn't strike me as being in a real good de- this year. defense. Is, yeah, I have, that, that might be a bigger surprise than how bad the Giants are. Three Super Bowls in 10 years, two of them were Eagles, like one and Dunners. Who was the other team that won a Super Bowl? What are you talking about? Giants. He said in three in 10 years. Who's in the, the third 10 years? One? The Giants won 20. Were the Giants? Oh, twice not 10 years. Two in the oh, last 10 years. Yeah, fine. No, it's only, it's only, only two. two. Listen, here, look. 14 years ago now. No, but in the span. Listen, of 10 how many divisions listen. can you really count Super Bowls in every year? I was going to say, listen, slow down either way. Look, this is a tough division. It's been garbage the last two years, but let's be honest. Nobody wants to face the winner of the NFC East in the playoffs. The Bucks barely survived Washington last year. I mean, the NFC East, we, 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 look, we know this division. It's always been like this. Yeah. Always been like this. It's always an 11 and 5, a 10 and 6 will win you the NFC East. It's a dogfight every year. I just don't, I, I don't know if the Giants have enough puppies. I don't see anybody in this division competing with Dallas. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, listen, uh, Sanders said it, and you're, I mean, yeah, if you don't see in a massive yeah, improvement in Dallas, you you're out of your mind. Yeah. You haven't seen improvements. And I said to Joe the other day, uh, yesterday on the show, the only thing that's stopping Dallas from legit being Super Bowl champions is not their players, it's their head coach. And I believe that. I do not have faith in Mike McCarthy as a head coach and the coaching staff. Talent wise, they're just as talented as anybody in this league. That offense is just as good as anybody in this league. And their defense, Dan Quinn, has vastly improved that defense to a point that they can contend to winning a Super Bowl. And trust me, mm-hmm. I would not want to see the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl. It's one of my biggest nightmares it, it, in sports. You but don't have to worry about I'm that. Just, but I'm just <laughs> but no, it's, no, but it's realistic. This it's year not. it feels different. It no. feels different. I know they haven't won in twenty something in twenty one years. But it feels a, a little well, different. Well, also, nobody said they're going to win the Super Bowl. Saying they're a Super Bowl contender doesn't mean they're going to yeah, win the I, Super Bowl. I don't Bowl. think they're it means win. that It means that, listen, that offense is is what it would have been. It looked, Dak was off to a historic start before he got hurt last year. The, to me, listen, Zeke's playing great. Tony Pollard is such an amazing complimentary back. They've got a ton of receiving weapons. And that defense is – that defense last year – and there's a bunch of Cowboys fans watching right now. Garbage, yes? Garbage. This thing has gotten infinitely better. Like you said, Trevor, Mika Parsons, why the Giants passed on that guy 
No clue. Now the Giants passed on him, Darius Tony, him or Slater. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Again, well, you know, I could live without Slater now. That that Thomas is starting to realize his thing. But again, no, but not even that. About- you could have had him and Tom. I mean, if we never thought Thomas was going to play to the level he's been playing so far, I mean, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. But imagine having just that right tackle solve. To, you have your two bookend tight end tackles for the next ten to twelve years. Oof. See, I said garbage. He said trash. Same page. Um, yeah, Sanders says trash, Joe. We were franchise record worst. Yeah, that defense got much better really fast. Mm-hmm. Is it good enough to compete with the Bucks or the Rams or the Cards? I don't think so right now, but I'm like, you say you got to prove it to me now. The, um, yeah. but to me, yeah, look, I, I mean, I hate to say this because I hate them too, but I can see Dallas 13 and four reasonably in this division and there's no obviously the giants at this point mathematically couldn't get to that level so no it's gonna be there's a legitimate chance that they they sweep the division this year i i I don't see the eagles washington or the giants being the i mean maybe even five and one but it's their division record is gonna be really good and like joe said i mean they they might give up the yards per game still or not as bad as last year but they get takeaways i think they lead the league in takeaways right now their pass rush has uh, improved a lot with uh, Michael Parsons. Randy Gregory being back is huge for them. And then their offensive line is back to the Dallas offensive line. That we they don't even have Leo Collins either. Leo exactly. Collins. They're, they're without probably, I mean, their best, one of their best tackles. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, Zay, but think about it. A couple years ago, we didn't think the Eagles were ever going to win a Super Bowl. They they had never won one before that, and they they ended up winning one. So I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win it this year, but I do agree that they're a contender, and uh, this is the best they've looked in a, a long time. Well, here's also the That's reason why the, the Eagles started that year terrible and turned it around. It no matter like well they started okay, then they turned it around and it, what the year they went to what the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it Super wasn't Bowl? it didn't start off great. It looked rough in the yeah, beginning. Like Carson Wentz was not record wise, not record wise. As a team, they started off looking shaky and then they got going, and then they had the quarterback get hurt, and then they did the quarterback switch. The reason Carson they got hurt, the reason he got hurt. Was, hold on, Carson Wentz was the MVP until he he, he didn't. There was no quarterback no. switch. He shattered his leg. Yes, and then it, yes, that's said the quarterback hurt. He got switched again. If he didn't, get, he got hurt because again he holds holds the ball too long, and he, he was it was the issue in the first couple of weeks because he had the issue with them holding the ball too long. He was forcing plays. There were issues. The offense didn't look that great in the beginning, and then he started to figure it out. Then he got injured. Then they brought Foles in, and then they got on this momentum, this run. That's, you know, you know they were the number one t- the seed in the uh, playoffs, right? I never said record. So listen, uh, listen, I, not listen Zay, to what I said. I Zay, said play wise. Was criticized Shh. for holding the ball way too Zay. much, causing turnovers, doing all types Zay. of stuff. What? I'm gonna help you out right now. Everybody remember last year when Pittsburgh was 11 and 0, and we knew they weren't <laughs> that good, and then they lost five in a row and the playoff game back to back to Cleveland. You guys remember that? That's what he's talking about. Again, you could be 10 and one and you could be throwing for 350 and four touchdowns a game. But if you've got a turnover issue, if there's some issues, if your defense, I mean, you can still be a team that's winning close games and be off to a 10 and one start. Again, we, we thought from about week eight on, we were waiting for the Steelers to start losing games. Mm -hmm. And then they just started happening in bunches. So I get what you're saying. All I'm saying is, they, yes, they were the number one seed, but what I'm saying is Wentz was criticized in the beginning for his holding the ball too much. He was causing turnovers, all types of stuff in the beginning. 
Then eventually he righted that ship. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say they were losing games. I never said it was at the bottom of the division. Y'all are jumping the gun. I said Carson Wentz didn't start off that great. He figured it out, got yeah. on a roll. That's when he became MVP. He got his MVP year. He got hurt. He got hurt holding the ball too long, matter of fact. That's literally how he no, got he hurt. It was running into the end zone. He was holding the ball too long. He should have got rid of it way longer than that, and that's how he got hurt. He ran for a was on a run. <laughs> Bro, he was holding. He was he was rolling out of the okay. pocket when he got. You hey, need me to no, the, the, the clip of when he gets hurt again. I have the clip. He was Go rolling ahead, out of the pocket, and he was all right. Once I'll be honest, I don't even care at this point. Here's the thing at all to say about, about the about the 2018 Eagles. Let's hold on. Let's let me move have, on here. Yes. Let me, let me say one quick thing about the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Okay. Give me one more thing about why the Dallas Cowboys have a legit shot. You said their defense is vulnerable. Well, Tampa's defense is very vulnerable this year too. They have injuries. The only defense that might be legit so far are the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams have been inconsistent. Their defense has been up and down. And the Green Bay Packers defense, who these are the five teams legit have a shot of going to an NFC championship game and maybe getting to a Super Bowl. Those are the five teams I can see in the NFC right now. All those defenses other than the Cardinals right now have major question marks. So with the with the saying of, oh, Dallas's defense, I don't trust them. I don't do you trust Tampa's D? Do you trust the uh, Packers D right now? Or how about or how about um or the Rams D right now? I don't trust the the Tampa D, and that's why I told you you could be four and one and still not look good. You could still have flaws. This is what I'm saying. Tampa's four and one, and they can easily be one and four. They could have lost a ton of games already. The only definitive game I'd say they won was Miami against the Dolphins. That's the only definitive game they could have lost the, the Atlanta. Atlanta had a, was on the comeback trail. They almost they then they pulled that one off. They like you said they should have lost to Dallas the first week. They haven't looked great. They've had moments where they look good. But they haven't looked great, and that's what I'm saying. You could be four and one, you could be three and two, but you don't necessarily look great. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're not a, you're a bad team. I'm not gonna say you're gonna end bad. You're gonna lose the division. You could be four and one and still not look good, and that's Tampa to me. They're four and right. one, but they don't look that great. You're right. You you could be yeah, but it what comes down to because it is my the first more in the NFC than Dallas. I just said it, other, than, yeah. other than maybe the Cardinal, they're all they are everyone is shaky, bro. I, I, I'm not on anyone's boat to throw anyone as a lead dog. Everyone is shaky, it can change any week. I'm not throwing anyone a lead dog. I'm sorry. All right, now well, let's take a step back, let's go back to the Giants and let's preview this matchup. I mean, oh, good luck, good luck, yeah. Hey, any way the Giants going, guys. Yeah, if yeah. Mike Glennon becomes a freaking Dan Marino. Well, Daniel Jones is looking to play. Um, if they're smart like they did with Andrew Thomas, I wouldn't bring back Daniel Jones just yet. You want to make sure he's 100% because yeah. he has been playing well so far this season when healthy. I want to make sure he's 1,000% healthy. I know that it's it's the Rams. This is a t- And their offensive line, who knows if Thomas plays. We just saw how the offensive line looked against Dallas. Nate Solder, please, God. Nate Solder is a good human being, a, a great, fantastic man, but he is not a good left tackle. He is atrocious. Mm-mm. It's a terrible signing from Dan, uh, Dave Gettleman, one of the worst signings he's had, and he's had bad signings. It's a terrible signing, and it shows the difference of how valuable Andrew Thomas has actually been for the New York Giants this year. He's my, He probably is the most valuable New York Giant so far in five weeks because of the way Daniel Jones' success is because he's had protection. So – with the way Nate Solder played last week, I don't want Daniel Jones. If Andrew Thomas can't play, I don't want uh, Daniel Jones playing this week. I really don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, want him playing regardless. He, 
him coming up wobbling like that after after he got concussed, I, I it would be smart to hold him out this week, especially when you're facing Aaron Donald up front. I no thank you. I'd rather he looked like a, he looked like a twenty year old after leaving the bar after a couple of four locos. Exactly. Yeah, he had reindeer legs. Look good. He can't handle their liquor. That's what they. That's what he looked like, and it was a scary situation because yeah, you never want to see your quarterback like that. Any player, let alone the Giants, could probably it would be a full team effort in order for them to pull this one off. Just it had to be a full team effort, and a, a Jones to me playing. The difference between this year and last year, it was a hamstring issue. It's very hard to throw the ball when you don't have your legs underneath you. It's hard to be accurate. It's hard to put force behind it. This isn't necessarily an injury that should affect his skill necessarily, but his mental stability. So I, I don't know how the Giants are going to handle it. If they feel mentally he's in the right place, I, I think you have to give him the shot and give your chance, a team a chance at least in this division. Uh, but it's going to take a team effort either way, full to, to, total team effort because they don't have their – they're not going to be at full strength. No, the only hope is – the I I don't know I don't know the field goal battle if he goes yeah Evan Ingram <laughs> put him at wide out he goes off for three touchdowns oh, God. <laughs> he had a nice catch last week he's not, you know yeah. he's been playing quietly play, quietly good after all the crap I've talked about him through the years the last few games he's been quietly good he hasn't fumbled he's made catches and he's just done his business so yeah I'm not gonna say much about him but uh yeah he he's like our only hope now. For the for the Giants, at least in this game, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I always pick the Giants. I'm gonna say they win off a field goal battle. But, uh, Chase, be realistic with yourself. I know you're a Giant fan. I'm a Giant fan too. Be realistic. I, I was the best at picks this last year on the show, and I picked the Giants every year. So I I, I will put the blind spot up for my teams, but every other all other stuff I, I know my stuff so. I'll take it. Whatever. But let's take keep, a break. Keep patting, your, keep patting yourself on the back for that one. At least you got to win something. You're not good at your fantasy locks, I bet, either. No, yeah. that's me. I, I'm, I'm terrible at fantasy locks. I took You're not good at fantasy locks. Jason's going to leave before that segment. <laughs> All right. Let's, say, let's uh, take a look at stuff going on around the league. Take a break from the Giants. we got to talk about Yikes. John Gruden. Resigns from the Raiders after racist, homophobic, and misogynistic email surface. Now, I- I'm going to be honest. His uh, big lips compliment, uh, not compliment, comment. Like, I-, I understand how that looks terrible and it's not in a business setting. But, Joe, we talked about this on throwing jabs. It's about context. He was talking about him, about running his mouth, about like rumors and stuff. So. I, I, yeah, I so listen, the original the still. original excuse was that he refers to people who tell lies and spread rumors who run their mouth, as you say, as rubber mouths or rubber lips. That is very different than Michelin lips. Michelin tires, uh, and I... I won't get into it, but look what a Michelin tire looks like and tell me you don't understand what he was getting at. But let's let, for a minute, let's go beyond the racism. There was also homophobic comments and misogynistic comments. This is not a good guy. And I, don't, I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought John Gruden was a good person. Like at all. Urban Meyer's not a good human being. Dan Mullins isn't a good human being. 
I would suspect Nick Saban probably isn't. I, I would. I mean, yeah. there there's something about these guys and controlling these big-time programs that when they leave, they think that they can tell anybody and everybody what to do and what they're thinking. But it's 2021, and you can't do that. Now, mind you, these were comments from 10 years ago, and I was just talking about this in all four downs, but I've already heard from a lot of people, we're going to start checking our emails now. No one's checking your Yahoo, dumbass. No one's going to check your Gmail account. We're not going to go look at your MySpace account. But if you work for a corporation, and most of you, let's be honest, you've never worked in a corporation. You have no idea what you're talking about. You, 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 you send racist emails or homophobic emails on company email. You're a douchebag and an idiot. There was a scandal some years ago. I talked about this in all four downs. Some some high-profile people at ESPN got canned sharing porn on their work emails. That's how corporate America's always worked. It, it's always been very PC in the corporate world. The rest of America caught up like five years ago. Yes. So everybody calm down. And anybody who's defending John Gruden, get help. John Gruden doesn't give a shit about anybody except for John Gruden. And that's been very obvious his entire coaching career. Yeah, and I mean, it's like a hundred times worse, especially him this year coming at Colin Nassib being one of the first openly gay players, having him on his team. And then like with the racist comments, like, how much of that? How much of that locker room is people of color? Like, how are you going to get a new job now? How are you going to coach a team when most locker room, even if it's at like Tennessee or some other like college or something, like I don't see how you can come back from this at all. Uh, I, got, I got you on that one, Jace. Yeah? I got you. I got you an answer for that one, Jace. Okay, because that's this is white privilege. At its fullest being shown, and I'm glad I get to finally speak on this because I've been irritated for a while. What John Gruden says is completely out of line. He shouldn't have been allowed to resign. He shouldn't have been able to get any money out of his contract left. He should have been fired on the spot, terminated, removed, and he should have been left whatever money he had as is. But John Gruden is unfortunately a white mill in America, and he'll probably take a couple of years off. And some radio station will probably give him a call or TV show or Bleacher Report or something like that. And they'll be like, hey, John Gruden, you want to do a sports betting show for us or something like that? And you'll sit there and listen to Gruden's bet or his picks for the week or something like that because this is white America where you can continue to make these mistakes and get away with it. My biggest issue with this whole situation is the NFL acting like John Gruden resigning is the NFL doing African-Americans a favor or moving the bar up for African-Americans. No, you haven't moved the bar up for us. You haven't done anything for us. As far as Colin Kaepernick, you've given him a BS trial. And then you gave him some money just to throw it over just so we can cover that up. If you want to do that, you don't hire black African-American coaches. 
if you look at Atlanta last year, they should have had an African-American coach. And now they didn't, they've gotten rid of him. And now they can't even figure it out. So whatever, I'm not getting into that. And in the case of the Giants, we all complain about our offense. Well, if we had hired Eric Bieniemy, who's an African-American coach, we probably wouldn't have an issue with our offense not being creative. But the issue is and continues to be that the NFL continues to drop the ball for African-Americans. They will continue to always not give us the equal opportunity that they continue to present themselves as doing. And white America will continue to forgive people like John Gruden for his actions, no matter what he does. And this will just get thrown under the water within a couple of years. So to sit here and even give this story any type of fire or anything under it, it's nothing. It's a waste of time because, like I said, within a couple of years, we'll all forget about it. He'll get a new job somewhere and he'll continue to make as much money as he's always continued to make in his career. That's just how it is in America. I mean, I don't. I feel like we're in a different America. Like, I, I don't see him bouncing back that quickly. And I, I don't see that happening. But who knows? I mean, they already talked about it on the radio. They've already been saying it on the radio. Their company's talking to him already about trying to get him to do shows for them. That he doesn't have a job. But he, that's not making the same money that I, I, was coaching. I, I, I get what you're saying, Zay. I, I can't get, get into the racist but like tension in America. This I, I is not get it. For that, yeah, but it, I, it's I get it, deeper Zay. than that, bro. It's but deeper I, than that. I think we are at a point where he'll never be the same. He'll never be the same John Gruden, and people will never look at him the same. If he does even get to that spot, get back to where it was, if he goes and he coaches like the Jets or something, who everyone will still always know who he actually is, who he truly is, and he what he has down in Jace, That's the problem. He gets I, the I opportunity get when I guys who don't even have a mess-up on their record can't even get an interview, can't get an opportunity. And John Gruden could continue to screw up, call people this, make fun of people at the highest level. In some cases in America, would be considered almost uh, – uh, what, uh, what's it called when you attack somebody, a, a racist attack? I don't want to – Throw the word off correct. Um, get the word wording correct. Uh, uh, hate crime is that correct? Yeah. Is hate crime is what it's called? Yeah. It's a, practically in, in other fields could have been considered a hate crime. Some of the things he did, but again, we'll uh, get him another million dollar job coaching the football team of African Americans who continue to make your money for this business and you continue to screw us at every inch you can. That's the issue, because you take African Americans off that field and what do you have? You got rugby. You got linemen playing rugby. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think John Gruden's getting another job in the NFL, though. I I think he gets, a, job, I don't think he gets a job in anything in this field anymore. And I said that yeah. on the show yesterday. And Joey, you thought you thought he might, but I don't think so. I think he's done. I think his career is over with. With everything. Um, listen, there's a reason Urban Myers in Jacksonville, and I, um. Oh my goodness! Who's the guy at Louisville? Oh, Bobby Italian guy, Petrino. No, no, no. Uh, basketball. Oh, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. If you're a Rick Pitino, I mean, Rick Pitino's been fired in scandal everywhere he's ever been. Now, Rick Pitino's a good coach, and he's white, as you said, Zay. And there's going to be an opportunity for him. It might be at some small college somewhere. Does it for a couple of years? The small school gay. Hey, look, uh, Patino's at this. Next thing you know, right back where he needs to be. That's how the good old boy system works. That's what that's what people who are social justice warriors are advocating for and about. 
is is the idea. And as they said, the NFL continues to do nothing for African-Americans. A lot of lip service, or as John Gruden calls it, Michelin lips. Um, it's unnecessary. You know, it, it, it's time to, to, to put up or shut up. You've got a league that's like 75% African-American. And, and, and yet, Urban Meyer will hire somebody like Jack Doyle, who was fired from the University of Iowa for being a racist, to coach a, a locker room that's about 95% African-American. I mean, just the blatant disregard and disrespect just in hiring that guy. The, NFL the only reason he fired him is because he was getting backlash, too. It, it, if, if he didn't get any backlash, he probably would have still had him on staff right now. Hey, John Gruden is saying, the way, if there was no backlash, John Gruden would be still hired. He'd still be oh coaching. My, that, of team course. that team is of winning. Course. He'd still be coaching if there was no backlash. So, and for everybody worried about, oh, they were going through his email, they were investigating crimes committed by the Washington football team. Crimes. Actual crimes. And that's where they stumbled across the John Gruden trove. And again, it listen for again. Anybody wants to defend John Gruden? My question to you is why? Do you think it's okay to be a dick? You think it's all right to mistreat people or look down on people? That's what you like. Well, again, the same people defending John Gruden are the same people I suspect who like Donald Trump. A, a leader that will look you in the face and, and, and tell you exactly what he thinks of you. The kind of leader that's never succeeded anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. So get over yourselves, everybody. John Gruden's made a ton of money taking a shit on everybody everywhere he's ever been. He'll be fine. And I promise you, he'll be back in the NFL before you know it. Uh, I, if he does come back, like I feel like the the players got to speak up more, and you got to be more vocal about stuff like this. No, because a lot of them they what are, aren't. What are you doing? No, I, I can't. It's. I, I think it's such an issue that goes over so far over people's head that you really can't even address it no, because it's that. Right. I, I don't right. think people understand. You honestly, I, I hate to say. it, I feel like you almost have to be African-American some days to understand it, to feel it. And that's the you bad did. part. It, it, it's yeah. like you don't really see it. They benefit off of us. They profit off of us. Patrick Mahomes is African-American. Even though he looks like a little light-skinned boy, he's African-American. He's your poster boy for the NFL. Yet you want to... You, you, sh- you, sh- you, you yeah. oh, I can't. All right. Because I'm going to get into language I don't want to get into on the okay. show. So, yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. Let, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back with some football. All right? We'll be right back after this. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. 
Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Big shout-out to Mosquito Shield for sponsoring our episode. Make sure you check them out. Sign up for their... I mean, the fall's coming. Leaves coming down. They also have tick shield services. Make sure when you sign up for their services... To tell them, John, about the G-Men sent you. Now, let's get Jace, back. Jace, I think you get a discount, too, if you sign up now for the spring. But Oh, let's go. Let's go. Do. Awesome. Tell them we sent you, and we'll save you some money. Now, we were going to do top five after five, but I was watching Keys to the City, and they did their top five power rankings. So, Oh, so you're taking this? Oh, okay. No, just who is the best? In the NFL right now. The Cardinals, they're undefeated, but are they necessarily the best team, Joe? Uh, Currently, yeah, uh, I I do think Arizona is the best team. I think the way that that defense is played, you know, like Trevor was saying before with J.J. Watt and Zach Allen, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, who everybody knows. I love Buda Baker. It's a great defense. The offense right now is playing at such a high level. Uh, obviously, Kyler Murray uh, has got to be in the discussion for MVP. But I think right now, Arizona has played the best of everybody. And I don't just mean because they're undefeated. They've looked good in their games and, and they've outplayed their opponents. And I think if there's if you're asking what team can you trust on both sides of the football right now, that's one of the few teams I would say, yes, I, I, I feel that way. And I. Trev, did I have him number one on my ranking this you week? Did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that is the case. Yes. All right. Trev, do you agree? No, I actually have the Buffalo Bills. And the reason why I picked the Buffalo Bills is the way they, they finished the job on Sunday. I don't think a lot of teams in the NFL currently could go into Arrowhead and take care of a team that's been dominating the AFC and the NFL since Patrick Mahomes has taken – the reins as the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. The way their defense has been playing right now has been playing probably the best defense in all of football right currently. I'd say the Cardinals and them right there match up evenly defensively. The thing that scares me about Buffalo still is that running attack. They got to get that going. They cannot be relying on. I mean, Josh Allen is a hell of a guy to rely on, but you got to have some sort of balance. Just look at what the Dallas. I keep saying, look at the Dallas Cowboys can do when you get a solid running attack. Balanced attack, they're dangerous. The Buffalo Bills, that was an extremely impressive victory on Sunday night. The way they did it, the way they took care of business, they went into a team that they haven't been able to beat. Guess what? They went into Arrowhead, and they dominated. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills right now. But the Arizona Cardinals, huge matchup this week, could change my perspective on them if they win this weekend. I think those are the top two, to be honest. Sean, you see it any different? Uh, I agree. The Cardinals are right up there, but uh, I'm with Trevor. I I think the Bills are the best team in football right now. Obviously, they had a really disappointing week one loss to the Steelers, but after that, 
Uh, they've been outscoring teams like crazy. They they have the best uh, score differential in the league right now, at, uh, plus 108, which is absolutely ridiculous. The second closest team is the Cardinals at plus 62. So they've been blowing out teams. I mean, their defense has been playing great. They might have the best safety duo in the league. Uh, they have really talented linebackers with Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Uh, their pass rush has been getting done surprisingly too this year. Gregory Rousseau uh, has been showing up. Jerry Hughes has been pretty good. So this defense, they're they're loaded and they, they have a lot of talent. Tredavious White looks like the the uh, shutdown corner of old. He had a little bit of a rough year last year, but he's been balling out. And then Josh Allen, you can't say enough. He's got to be in MVP conversations right now. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders was a huge pickup for them. Dawson Knox has been showing up, and he's been one of the top tight ends in the league this year. And then, obviously, the connection with Stephon Diggs. So I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals are definitely right there. I'd probably put them at number two. But uh, another team I would throw up there is the Ravens, just because the way Lamar Jackson is playing, uh, they don't even have Rashad Bateman right now. Their running attack is absolutely unstoppable, and uh, their defense has been playing well uh, too. So I think that would probably be my top three right now. I think the the Ravens, they've been in a lot of close games with not great teams, but I think Lamar Jackson has that killer instinct, and, and he showed it this year that he's going to win the game. So I, I'd put the Ravens right behind him. But, yeah, I think the Bills are the best team in football right now. All right. Say you got the Jets here? You know it. Nah. <laughs> I, think they, I think they hit it all in the head. Uh, if I had to throw a team in there, though, just so I didn't feel like I was following them, I'd probably say the Chargers. I really do like – I'm not yeah. a Justin Hibbert fan, but he's starting to look really well. And he's starting to make me a believer. I wasn't – excuse me, I wasn't a fan. I'm becoming a fan. I didn't like him out of college. Obviously, everyone wanted him to go to the Giants. I was on him, but apparently he's proven me wrong. And I mentioned before we had a show where we mentioned our top five players – Derwin James is definitely up there for me. I think he's been playing great this year. So I think when you combine those two, both have two studs like that on offensive defense, I think, you know, that helps your team out too. And that's part of the reason why they're 4-1. So I would probably throw the Chargers in that mix, not necessarily saying they're one of the best, not saying they're the best, but they're definitely one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, I, I think those with the Ravens, that's, that's a solid top four. But uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot last year, Joe, with the Bills and it, the run games. While it hasn't been like a big step forward, they're still averaging 30 more rushing yards per game, which is helping Josh Allen a lot and not have to carry the whole team on his back. And the defense leading uh, in the top of the league in turnovers, like they're just so, so – I thought they were going to struggle after that week one loss to the Steelers. but You know, a lot of people have just... been saying that that running game has gotten going a little bit with Singletary and Moss, but uh, look at the numbers. The numbers would say that they're still struggling to run the football. And, and so – Josh Allen's their second leading rusher, by the way. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's that, to me that's still an issue, and you've got yeah. two pretty good backs there. I, I'm not sure what the deal is and why they can't get it going, but again, I think for me that's uh, their biggest flaw from from last season is is still there, uh, and and oh. I'm going to need to see a little more consistency from those two guys before I'm like problem solved. Because I think mm-hmm. it, I think it can be. And I and I do think if if they solve that and they can take that pressure off Josh Allen and really have a running game, that that guy's dynamite, and that <laughs> offense is already explosive. It'd be that much better. Certainly, that defense much improved. Um, again, I give the nod to Arizona because I've seen it. 
I don't think there's any big flaws right now. Buffalo's just got the one. That's why they're my one, too. Yeah, but, I mean, it is still improving. Like, it's still a flaw, but it is better than last year. So it's still it's still a note it's still noticeable. Yeah, still noticeable. They need to get that going because down in the playoffs and when they play in you're gonna be play if with the way things are going, you could be having home field advantage through Buffalo. You know how the weather goes in the north when it hits December, January. Well and hopefully if they get to February or late January, it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be windy, rainy, snowy, weather that you need to run the ball. You're going to have yeah. to get that going eventually. I know they look great. Josh Allen looks like the favorite as the MVP right now, but you got to get that running game going. Yep, you're right, and we'll see. We actually don't get the snow yet until, until, like, February, but. <laughs> That's why I said the north. Yeah. I said the whole north. I wasn't talking just Buffalo. I was talking every, I was talking the whole northeast, the great northeast. Yeah. God, I'm not going to have to deal with that stuff anymore, boys. Oh, you lucky duck down in Florida. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Now let's get into best bets. And we have to. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zay. It's part of the show. Oh man, Sean. Oh, uh, we took a uh. Zay. You started off really hot, didn't you? Two and zero. For the record, I had that one last week, and then. Oh, and you you mocked you mocked my Bengals Packers pick, and you said definitely not going to be tied for long. Uh, Again, I said Sean to be at the top. It showed at the top. <laughs> yeah, you also said you'd be there with him. But Joe finally hey. getting his second win. Yeah, hey, it was a while. It was a while. I'm bouncing back. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, we just did all four downs before this. I was six and fourteen to start the season, and where am I at now, Jace? Second place, yeah. one game back of OV. Yep. So I start slow. I'm like the Giants. In Zay's mind, I start slow, and then I make the big run at the end for the championship. Okay. Is this going to start your run right here? Cowboys minus three and a half at the Patriots? Yeah, the Cowboys are easily going to beat the Patriots, uh, and everybody knows how much I love me some Mac Jones, but the Cowboys definitely win this one by more than a field goal. So bank it. It's so hard for me to see the Patriots go 0-4 at home, though, to start the season. But just like this isn't the typical Cowboys we're used to, it's not the typical Patriots we're used to. So, Zay, I know you – do you think the Patriots can keep it close and cover that three and a half? Uh, yeah, they kept it close against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, so they should be able to keep it close against the Cowboys. I mean, if anything, Belichick knows Brady, and if they were able to keep it close with Belichick basically knowing what he was going to throw at him – I don't see why he shouldn't be able to keep it close against the Cowboys. I don't think – I think Dak Prescott's a great quarterback, but he's not at the level of Tom Brady. I don't think – nor will he ever be there. So, yeah, I nobody think the Patriots can find a way to stay in this game. Nobody will ever get the Brady status. Nobody will ever get to Brady status. I don't, I don't think anybody would. No, it's impossible. Yeah, you'd have to play forever. It's Patrick Sertain's really? son is playing. He, he, Brady was playing with Patrick Sertain. It, it's not it's ridiculous. Can't reach that level, so yeah, definitely think the Patriots can keep it close. Though they're not, they're not that bad of a team. Yeah, I, I don't think know. This, I think this is going to be a blowout. 
I said that about uh, the yeah. Broncos. I have that I feeling that, too, but this, this, is a, this is a weird number by Vegas. The 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 minus three and a half. I just sometimes Vegas knows some weird things, and I I would feel like it's a blowout too. But that's I don't know. That's they why gotta, I stayed away from this one. I don't know. New England's got to score. Get some. T- got to score ten, six. They can't be. They got to be scoring seven. They can't be kicking field goals. This is yeah. an offense that is clicking right now, and they're at an all time peak. They're they they're gelling. Running the ball, passing with Dak. CD looks like a star. Amari's a star. Dalton Schultz has been a, a huge, huge factor in this passing game. And you got Zeke and Pollard, the offensive line. I think Dallas is going to beat them, and I think they're going to beat them up pretty good. Trust me. Like I said, I don't want to see Dallas ever win, but this Dallas team is legit. And that's coming from a, a passionate Giant fan. That's just me being honest. This is a legit team. I think Dallas is going to beat up on the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. I mean, all right. could Mac Jones – I think Mac Jones could keep them close, but it's all going to be on Mac Jones to do it. And I, I don't that, would, that would be great if Mac Jones is the reason that uh, Joe loses his, his best bet this week. Wouldn't it be perfect? Let me explain this to you. Here's oh, the boy. reasoning behind it. One oh, of two God. things are going to happen. I'm either going to sit there and watch Matthew Stafford light up this Giants defense, and my heart's going to be broken, but at least I'll be like, eh, win the best bet. Or or the Giants will stifle Matt Stafford. They will put him on his back all game. They'll pick off a couple passes. They'll steamroll that defense. I'll lose the best bet, but my Giants will win. You win. See what I'm doing it's like, it's here? Like, it's I got a win-win situation it's for like, me. Yeah, it's like Lock. fantasy football. I will enjoy this Giants football game one way or the other, <laughs> and this is how I'm going to do it. All right. Or they both lose. Yeah, or like and an unlikely scenario, like but things. certainly one that's on I, the table. I always said, I always like it's it's like fantasy. Like you can lose fantasy, it's all right, but if your team wins, that's that's all to ultimately. The main yeah. thing. But if you lose fantasy both team, both leagues or how many leagues you are and your team loses, that's a miserable, miserable Sunday. Rough week. Uh, and we've had a lot of those this uh, this year. So, Yeah. Well, not me. I'm winning fantasy. So, Oh, I'm nasty in fantasy. I don't need to worry. So right. I got nothing. I got nothing else to root for. All right. Sean, you got a road underdog. Hmm. You think they're going to rally around giving Gruden the boot? I do. That's that's uh, one of the sole reasons I picked this. I feel like this locker room is going to come together. Uh, obviously, I think they're pissed off at John Gruden. They're going to come out and show that uh, they're still a good football team and that they didn't need John Gruden. Uh, obviously, they've had rough past two weeks, but so have the Broncos. So uh, I just don't think the Broncos are going to put up enough points to uh, win, you know, cover this by three and a half. So I'll take the Raiders here. I think that uh, Derek Carr is going to get the job done. The Broncos have a good defense, and obviously it's tough to go into Denver, but I think this Raiders team is going to rally around it, and the Broncos have not looked good the past couple weeks. So uh, even if the Raiders end up losing, I don't think it's going to be by a lot. So I, this is my best bet, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go to four and two next week. <laughs> Speaking it into existence. All right. I love it. I'm not mad at that. All right, Zay. Start off hot. You're on a little bit of a skid. Sorry. Is Minnesota gonna gonna bring you back? Interesting. I would hope. Obviously, just oh, no. pick because Minnesota isn't by far playing and impressing anybody this year. But I've told you before, the Panthers are going to fall off that cliff, and I think that cliff they've already reached it. The last two weeks, they've gotten handily beaten by the Cowboys and the Eagles. 
and I think it will continue this week. I think the Vikings will probably not put a beat down on them, but at, you know, a point given, I think I can afford to risk that bet. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. I think they'll beat up on them. Even if they win by three, it's enough for me. So I'm going to have to take them on this one and even out and get back to, you know, 500 and come back for the top deck a week after. No, no stress over here. Yeah, all right. Now, Trev, you just messaged me. You I just me- the yeah, bills. I just- Oh yeah, I'm big on the Bills this week. I think I think the Titans are very, very overrated. I think they're not a good team. I think that defense is very, very vulnerable. Derrick Henry is once again proving why he probably is the best back in all of football right now, doing his doing his thing, King Henry. But this team is very, very questionable. They are probably going to win their division because their division, just like the NFC East, is a garbage division right now. I mean, the, the Colts are one and four. They should be two and three, but that's why bad teams, they find ways to lose. Good teams find ways to win. That's why the Giants are in situations that they are. Bad teams find ways to lose. And the Texans and Jags, do I need to have any other explanation for that? No. The, the, the Titans are going to win this division, but the Bills are going to beat up on the Titans. They're not a good team. And we're going to finally, somebody's going to see that the Titans are just an average ass team. Uh, I mean, five and a half. Oh, I'm I'm saying it with confidence, too, because the way that the Buffalo Bills went into Arrowhead, I don't care. The way you go into Arrowhead, I know that defense has been atrocious this year, but if you could go into Arrowhead, a venue that is very tough to win in, and do what they did and took care of business handily, Tennessee should be no problem. Yeah, the Titans' defense might even be worse. This offense is clicking, too. If they could just ever establish a run game – Good but luck you don't think, this team. But do you think Derrick Henry can eat up the clock enough and keep it close? No, because I think this defense is just as good as any defense, maybe the best in the game. So it's going to be a great matchup in the sense of Derrick Henry against this defense. That's the only way that, that Tennessee stays in this game, is that they can control time of possession, they can keep that offense off the field, and they and they rely on Derrick Henry. I don't know if Julio's going to play. He's been a major, major bust so far for the Tennessee Titans. They, we were thinking this team was going to be excellent offensively. It's been anything but that other than Derrick Henry. Yes, it's, it's, it's Derrick Henry or die for the Tennessee Titans. That's what it comes down to. This Bills team is legit defensively. It's going to be a great matchup, but I'm, I'm comfortably saying that the Bills take care of business. All right. And, it's a and I got Josh Allen in fantasy too, so I expect big things. <laughs> okay. All right, and to run. Oh, also before we get that, that that this would be your first win if you get it. Oh, of course, you were only one last for week one on your. I I was bad. I wait. I was in week one. Yeah. Who did I pick week one? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back. Pick with your eyes closed. But uh, yeah. (laughs) All right, I got the Cardinals. I understand. I think the Browns are a little bit overrated. I mean, Baker Mayfield isn't isn't great. Uh, the defense is solid. I don't think it's necessarily too too like elite level. I think it's on that cusp. I I, I don't know, but the, this Cardinals offense is just too gonna be too much for this Browns defense. And I I don't get why the Cardinals are five and zero and underdogs here. I understand it's on the road. Those are the Arizona Cardinals. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Let's be, uh, yeah. let's be honest. If this was the Patriots, we'd be like, oh, well, it's the Patriots. We're, we've been seeing it. We've become accustomed to it. But with the Arizona Cardinals, 
we're not accustomed to seeing a team like this being five and zero. They haven't been five and zero since nineteen seventy four. It's the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Maybe after this week, they'll get the people's respect. Okay, but it's the Arizona Cardinals against the Browns. I mean, the Browns. I mean, the Browns. The Browns are, are solid. If, if you're going to use, the, same, if you're gonna use the, it's the Cardinals logic. You got to. It's the Browns. Yeah, but the Browns should realistically. I mean, if they don't choke in the two that. games, that's all I'm trying to say is that they should be also almost five and zero. They yeah, should the Browns. Like they're going to play a college team, bro. They play. They're still a professional team on the other side of that no, ball. But if you, pretty, if you look at history and go this, that it, it's still it's the Browns. I'm not so, saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in the sense that. that it's like the it's like the new kid on the block. You just got to get used to it, and you got to just you got to give it some time to roll with. And that's no. what it is right now with the Cardinals. They're a new yeah. kid on the block. I mean, look at the teams. The Bills. Oh, we expected that. The Buccaneers expected that. Chargers. A lot of people had them as dark horse. And then you get like oh, the Packers, good team. Dallas, we were expecting this in the sense of the, what they can do offensively. But when you, you see the Cardinals, every year they say Dallas going to win. Look, just hear me out. I'm just trying to finish the point. And then you see like the Cardinals, they're five and zero. You're like, isn't the aren't the Rams or Seattle or maybe even the 49ers supposed to be four and one, five and zero? Not the Cardinals. So it's just the new kid on the block. We got to get used to it, and you got to let it just let time be, and then we'll start to get. And then then we won't have people complaining and saying or being shocked about it. Okay. That's why I say what I say. All right. Yeah, I get it. But the Cardinals going to get it done on the road. They are just a better team than the Browns. Plain and simple. Cardinals are the class of the NFL right now. There you go. Now, let's take a look at Fantasy Locks. Of course. Boom. It's not Zay, a- you're first. Seriously, Joe? Uh, I, I, Seriously, Joe? There's got to be a rule for that. You can't pick the same person. <laughs> he loves Derrick Henry. Don't ever go against Derrick Henry. Well, I don't even know what happened. How did that even happen? I wasn't aware that we had picked the same guy. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you didn't. I got to go back and watch last week's show. I don't think you picked Derrick Henry. No, Joe had the bounce. No, Joe Joe had to leave. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, dang. Joe had the same best bet as Sean and the same fantasy lock as Zay. Jace, can I ask you, every time I come on this show and I see fantasy lock and then I see Jace's, Compared to everybody else. Because I was so dominant. I had to let them. I, I did Gronk and Michael, Michael Carter, Carter back-to-back weeks. I was so I was ahead by so much. Yeah, I just had to let them catch up. You put the, the, the pedal to the metal. Forget about everybody else. If they stink, they stink. No. They move on. I'm not giving them a I chance. Want some, I want some fun. I want some zhuzh. I want domination. I, I want, want a competition. When were you ever in the lead? Want, wait, when, when was, was I ever in the lead? Before I picked Gronk. I had Aaron Jones. I had Josh Allen. I had Tyrod. I picked Tom Brady. Oh, McCoy. like 60 points. What that are you talking about? That was last year. That was last year. Yeah, Jace, because you started to finally learn that the fantasy lock is um, you pick good players. You don't pick Cole McCoy or Jameis Winston. Almost won with Tyrod Taylor. Almost. Almost, Almost. counts in horseshoes. Yeah, and and was, grenades okay. and atomic warfare. All right. Yeah, well, I, I got the SpongeBob Square pick for you all. There you go. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to get my lead back. And then, sure, I, I'll put the pedal to the metal because I, I just want to win. No, I'll keep do you not wanna, Do you not want to win? No, I want to win with – I want to win and look good doing it. I want to win with the Michael Carters. I want to win with the Tyrod Taylors. Yeah, why not just win? I want to win every but, week but with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell When Wilson. were you winning? <laughs> I was winning the first three weeks. Before we pick- okay. Jays, with the way your head is uh, it looks, it's that you haven't been winning a lot, actually, because you shaved your head. You're not winning with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, ah, ah. Right. 
Right. Every time I make a bet, I lose. But other Stop than that, betting, I'm Eddie, Eddie Mush. Stop betting. <laughs> Isn't he Maybe. the best, you guys? Come on. How hey, you, you wears your shirt, Trev. It's been what? years. I put a pie in my face. I wore an Ohio State not, shirt for you. I'm I shaved I'm, my I'm head. Coming up, and I'm you coming still up. haven't won your I know. Your I'm still shirt. waiting for my shirt. But I'm actually coming up in a month, so Joe better have the shirt. I'm a large Joe, and I will wear it. Oh, he's a large now? I just ha- The shirt was – there was a battle a, a year ago that I lost. Let's just say that. All right. Ooh, it's, Joe. It's a, it's a Biden-Harris shirt. And trust me, I don't want to wear it, but I'm going to do it. But I haven't been able. so good in that shirt. Wait, people are going to think it was what I think warrior. it was. Oh yeah, it was a bet. Oh, it was the, it was Derrick. It was the Tennessee Titans versus the oh. Ravens when oh. the Derrick Henry won in overtime, and the bet was a at the time it was around October, going into November. It was a presidential vote or a, a, a bet. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. hey, I'll, hey, it's okay. We don't have to get offended if, if we mention names. It's okay, guys. We'll we'll survive. We're got, we're guys. We're, we'll survive. We'll make it. Okay. Don't get offended. All right, Joe. Matt Safford, you already talked about it. Just uh This is great. That's a great pick for any giant fan. You can just cheer put, for just, Matt Stafford if it's just going to the whole Ram team, Joe. Just put the whole yeah. Ram team. Yo, with Jack I said, with your luck, the Giants will pick up their second win. Matthew Stafford would throw three interceptions just to make it. Yeah, but you happy. heard Joe earlier. You still win because the Giants. I'll be, I'll be screaming still win, my face off we'll with every win. interception. <laughs> I'm okay if we all win. It Joe loses. No, that's fine. Th- this is the best win-win scenario for me this week. This will make me feel good because I, I haven't felt I haven't felt good in a while. I, I deserve this. I but what if Matthew Stafford this. gets injured on the first play? Why and then the I don't want to see nobody get injured, especially a guy like Stafford. I don't want to see him. If Matthew Stafford gets hurt on the first play, the Giants will win the football game. I still don't okay. think they can do it at that point. I don't know. Probably not. Back up. I don't even know. I don't know, but he's better than John Wolford versus Mike Glennon. What a match. Oh, yeah. No, I see John Wolford is pretty solid. I do remember him coming up in the postseason. Mike Glennon's your boy, Joe. All right. Mike Glennon is not my boy. It was I made one joke that I liked him throwing the football. Well, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it like I'm stuck with the Jets. Yes, so what you it guys is. remember when I played his highlight reel? Trevor <laughs> and Teddy got all pissed. I'm like, let me just run there. You guys got to see this. They thought I was being serious. And it was a highlight reel of him throwing pick sixes and getting uh, strips act yeah. for two and a half minutes. It was bad. I don't like Mike Glennon. I'm not even kidding. When the Giants Joe, signed him, I was like, it. it's, it's did okay. I wish that into existence? Joe, I didn't that, mean to. Joe, that highlight video is almost as bad as Gary Sanchez's highlight videos. Nothing's as bad as Gary Sanchez. That's Gary true. Sanchez, like That's true. Yeah. All right. Oh, let's let's. Joe didn't, Joe didn't appreciate that one. He loves, Joe, Gary. Joe's he loves Gary. Gary's his favorite player of all time. <laughs> Modern day Yogi Berra. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's get back to the Hall folks. Fan, here he comes. Ooh, I like him. Oh, not like him. My boy Najee. Glad I did make that pick. I'm glad you're playing playing against his own team. Uh, 
<laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't know why I have to do this segment. Uh, I've been getting blown out in fantasy blocks this year. I think you guys have like all doubled up. I have 77 points on the year, so I'm <laughs> up the strategy. I've picked uh, all QBs and receivers so far, so I'm going to a running back. Hopefully, this gives me a little momentum. Uh, Najee Harris has looked really good the past couple of weeks. The Seahawks defense is not great. So uh, hopefully Najee Harris gets me some points and gets me back into the race. Uh, the way it's looking right now, uh, it's probably not likely because I suck at fantasy locks, but uh, I'm well, going to so, risk it well, all with Najee So you here. picked Najee. I need Najee. I have Najee on my team, so this is bad luck for me. Yeah, why would you do that? He's on my team. Yeah, my fantasy team. <laughs> why would you? <laughs> well, I, You're going to do well. You're going to get a lot of points. You're going to catch up. What's wrong with you? I need you no, the, new strategy, the new strategy is going to work. I'm just going to pick running backs and tight ends from here on. I like it. Okay. All right. Like Zay. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, another guy on my fantasy team. He's been solid. And as the fantasy leader, it only makes sense that I continue to add to this lead. So, as you know, I got to lead something until I catch back up in bets. So, Jamar Chase will go off this week, probably another 30-pointer, 20, somewhere between 20 to 30, somewhere like that, and continue to boost my league and push me to the 200s. So, I'm not really worried about it. Tim, all right. Yeah. Jamar Chase is going to get it done. And, Travis. done. I know you weren't on that graphic, but looking up at the stats, your season total is 15. Week one, you picked Lamar Jackson. This week, you're going Tyreek Hill. Yep. This is a week that you expect Tyreek Hill. I had 15 points last week, but this is against the Washington team. Overall, that's god-awful, and we all thought this team was supposed to be Super Bowl caliber defense, but it's been anything but that. This secondary – very vulnerable. You picked Patrick Mahomes. It's a great pick. I would have picked him too, but that's an obvious one. So I go with the second obvious guy, Tyree Kill. You know he's a home run threat any time of the game. And he had an all right week, but you know how he has these 15-point games and he'll bounce to like 30, 40 points. I'm expecting him to have that type of week against the Washington football team. All right. I know Zay they just had a big week for Zay. Would they play? They played – the Chiefs? The, the Ravens. Who? Huh? Wait, what? No, when did when did Tyreek Hill go off? Uh, He just – a couple of weeks. I mean, he had week yeah, one. I, the yeah, I know points. what you're talking about. When I picked him, I don't remember. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Eagles, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And Damn. there wasn't a SpongeBob Square pick because they had the same record, according to Zay. Now it is. Now it's a square pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for John about the G-Men. Thanks, Trev, for joining us. Make sure you check out Keys to the City. And thanks, Joe, Sean, and Zay for always. But, yeah, and make sure you sign up for Mosquito Shield. MosquitoShieldCT.com. Make sure you tell them John about the G-Men sent you. Get a discount code for the spring. And also get the Tick Shield services for the fall and the leaves coming down. And... Also, make sure you check out www.clovercrestmedia.com for not just more about this podcast and Keys to the City, but a bunch of other podcasts, political podcasts, true crime, not just sports. Go check it out. That's clovercrestmedia.com. That's going to do it. Enjoy the games. I mean, Giants game might not be too enjoyable, but still, we're all going to try and enjoy it. So you might as well, too. We'll see you next week to talk more Giants football. Until then, take care.
The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defense's lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Drawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.